inspiring you to reach your goals and live your dream. And live your dream. This is the Keaton Nelson Show. Alrighty, guys. Man, do I have a treat for you today. This is like literally one of my favorite people in the entire world. Um, Yun Ri, welcome to the Keaton Nelson Show. Thank you so much for taking time to be on here today. Oh my God, Keen, I've been looking so forward to this because as you know, I'm one of your number one cheerleaders as well. Like, <laughs> I'm so excited and honored to be here with you right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Same here. Um, so I always like to let the listeners get to know the guests a little bit before like uh, we get into all of the value because you have so much so much knowledge from so many different areas. Um, she's like a real estate investor. She ran, uh, Do you guys still run a real estate team? And We do. We do. Yeah. So we're yeah. kind of vertical in real estate. We have a real estate acquisitions, right? We, that we focus on buy and hold, syndications, the whole nine yards. We also do um, have a sales company, a sales team, as well as fix and flip. And yet our mission for what we're doing here now is absolutely calling for a greater cause. So it's really going to be run by other people. And we're here on a mission and a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And we will definitely get into that. But like, I just want to like point like she she does so much and she's like so well versed and, and has like a uh just the coolest background. But I want to start from like like the beginning, right? Like, oh, uh, I want to know where you're from, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what was childhood like? What were your parents like, with your siblings, things like that. It's really I like to show people because a lot of people I have on the show they're wildly successful. And I did this because I wanted to give back um, because I was waiting tables at Red Robin and the only way I could get around people like you or like anyone else was listening to podcasts. Mm -hmm. So I want now that I'm surrounded by all these amazing people, I want to give that access to everyone. Right. So I but I also want to make them realize that like they're not any different and they're built with the same hardware that everyone else is so um yeah where are you from what was childhood like uh, give us like a little overview wow so i was actually born in korea and i came here when i was six years old but just to go back um, my memories of korea are very very um foggy and the biggest reason why is because i was a really really sick child i mean i have stories of my mother telling me that you know they didn't think that i was going to make it past age one you know, and as the story actually unreveals unre- itself even more and more with details, it makes even more sense to me now more than ever as to why I believe in my mission and my purpose so much more. Um, again, going back, I almost didn't make it past one. I remember being told even in Korea that we were going to America for the land of opportunity and freedom. As a little kid being four or five years old, when you're being told this, like I remember distinctly, Keaton, my mother was talking to my brother and I, all I remember was there was like, we were in front of some water and my mother and father said, we're going to America and we're not going to be able to see you. So we're going to ship you a lot of candy because in their minds, what do kids want? Candy. And I remember bawling my eyes out, bawling, saying, I don't want candy. I just want to be with you guys. Like I won't eat candy for the rest of my life. If that means like, you know, like I get to be with you. Anyways, with that said, my parents couldn't leave. Um, that was when I was four years old. They actually stayed for a couple of extra years and they were able to connect with other people that was able to bring the whole family over. Right. So we came to the United States in 1985. And with that said, they really did come for the land of opportunity. I mean, I remember going from house to house, like living in little shacks and apartments, when we say we lived in an apartment, like we shared a room, the four of us, there were no beds, there were no bathrooms. 
we had literally community showers that we had to attend. And a lot of times, like my aunts said, like female role models were not even to take me, able to take me. So I remember going to these public bath homes with like my male cousins and my male uncles. So I mean, talk about visual, you know, as a little, little you know, and not to go see so deep into there. But again, I was also very sick. So a lot of my childhood, I remember being at like little shacks and IV needles, you know, helping me breathe, like walking with zero energy. And my uncle even said to me, like, Yan, you need to eat and gain weight or else we couldn't take you to America. And I think they said that purposely. I mean, they were going to take me all along, but just to kind of bribe me to eat because I I, I was that sick. Mm. But again, everything happens for a reason. I came here to America. Oh, by the way, in Korea, my mom thought that I couldn't learn because the school that I was attending and all these different places, like I had a hard time just learning. And she would pray and pray and say, I don't care if my daughter is stupid or she can't learn. I just want her to be healthy. I just mm. want her to live. I want her to be healthy. Fast forward, I come to America. I picked up the language like this. I start getting healthy like this, right? I don't think I received a B until I was somewhere in high school. Like that's how quickly I th- I started to pick things up. But to rewind back, my parents literally came here for the American dream. And when I say they came here for the American dream, all they did was hustle, hustle, hustle. So I have an older brother who's about two and a half years older than I, and the four of us worked our butts off, mainly my parents, right? My parents sacrificed so much to give us the opportunity here. I remember them working like 20 hours a day for like two decades, right? We would literally travel to New York. This is before the Walmart days and hustle back t-shirts like Bart Simpson shirts, the champion shirts and sell them at flea markets before the Walmart days, right? Wow. We hustled. We had work at home that we had to do. Plus, my mom was on top of us for schoolwork. Like, I just remember them working so hard and us, our family working as a unit. Just, and again, that's all we knew. That's all we knew, right? Mm. So I guess I kind of got lost. But yeah, my childhood is literally a, 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 a real paintbrush of grind, right? Hustle, mm-hmm. hustle and grind. Yet, I didn't know anything other than what we had, right? And so I was grateful for all of the things that we had. And all I wanted was to actually please my parents. Like I remember so many times and then being a way that I would do make dinner just to make them happy or, you know, my report card to make them happy or whatever the case was, right? And mm. that was a lot of it. And that's who I became. And what I mean by that, also being Asian, my parents really wanted me to be a, a you know, a doctor, engineer, or a lawyer, but I wasn't too much into school and that I knew, right? All I wanted to do was get into the workforce. My biggest desire was to create success, to create a legacy, to honor my parents' sacrifices. Like mm. that's what I wanted. I didn't know what I was going to do, but all I envisioned was like creating this big company and, and having a lot of money to make my parents proud to really, like I said, to honor the fact that they sacrificed everything for my brother and I, mm. right? Yeah. So now fast forward, I had a lot of life lessons in between. I mean, you and I could spend all day and night talking about the life lessons and how when I look back to all of those events that made me who I am, like every single dot makes sense. Every single event makes sense. Every single human that came into my path makes sense as to who I am today. Mm -hmm. Right. All the challenges, all the suffering, all the inner talk right? All the inner stories that I created about myself or what I thought I had to, you know, the life that I thought that I had to live, 
Mm -hmm. right? Like it all makes sense, you know? And what I find to be so amazing. So I go to Northeastern and this is another thing for the listeners out there. I didn't know that. Yeah. I went to Northeastern for 40 years and I went in 97 Kean. And like, remember I said that I didn't want to, um, go to school for 12 years to be a doctor or a lawyer. So I did research and I found out that in 1997, one of the most highest demand jobs out there was actually management information systems. And kids that went to Northeastern would go to school for five years, graduate with like a $100,000 sign-on bonus and make $100,000 to $150,000 their first year signing on. Yeah, back back in the 90s, I mean, that's like, even I mean, it's still pretty decent today, but like that was a lot of money back then. Right. I'm like, I can do that. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Five years, get a job, go out there in the workforce and start making that money. Sure. So it made sense to me. And that's what I signed on for. (laughs) Well, life gives you lessons. In 2002, that entire industry was fully saturated. No one was hiring. And it was after the 2001 crash where a lot of the jobs were actually on a hiring freeze. Yeah. It was the tech bubble. You hit it. Yeah. Yep. So anybody that's listening, please, please, please follow your passion. Don't follow the money. Because if you follow the passion, the money will come. The Mm. money will come, right? The money becomes a result of the value that we can provide others, right? Right. So learned a long, hard lesson. Um, I ended up getting my first job outside of college was actually a door-to-door sales job. I literally knocked on anywhere from 60 to 120 doors a day for two and a half years. Imagine that. Just out of Northeastern. Knocking on doors, but like I know this, and I think I hope a lot of listeners check catch this. But like, um, from what I hear about like door knocking, it's like the best boot camp in the world for life, for sales, for business, and everything. Can you tell us about what it was like knocking on doors and and like how, how many doors you had to knock on, how many people you had to talk to, what were the conversations like? I'd love to like hear like what's one conversation that st- stuck out to you that you had with someone during that time, if you can think of one. Well, there's many conversations, but you know what? More than the conversation itself, this is what I learned pretty quickly on. Okay, so imagine I'm talking to 60 to 120 people a day, six days out of the week, right? I actually reunited with a girlfriend that um, I hired and taught and trained just a couple weekends ago. We got together and we were reminiscing about this. And this is so amazing because just like you said, we learned so much foundational skills from those two and a half years that it was ridiculous, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. My greatest, greatest finding out of that journey was the media, right? And society portrays this image as strangers are bad or people are bad. I learned pretty quickly on People are amazing. Mm. Amazing. You knock on doors and you find out like literally like they become reflections of you. And at the end of the day, I was a happy child on a mission. And all I wanted to do was meet people and sell my things. Right. But people would invite me in. They would offer me tea, snacks, cookies. I mean, I can't even tell you how many people were like, when you're back in the neighborhood, come and visit. Or, I'm having <laughs> come and visit. Right. Yeah. And I remember having that thought like, People are so nice. Why are we teaching people to be afraid of other people? Mm. Like, why are we teaching people to be afraid of other people? Because again, speaking to that many people a day for that long, it really teaches you so many things that people, and again, I was actually in the hood and the luxury homes, all in, like everything, everything. Yeah. to multi-million dollar homes all the way down to the hood. And, and I love them all. 
And the thing that I realize is more people have things in common than they have different. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, we are out here teaching our kids, like, be afraid of strangers. Don't talk to strangers. Don't talk to strangers. Yet at the end of the day, once they graduate from college or they get into a real workforce, we're like, in order to make money, you have to talk to strangers. <laughs> and then we wonder why adults have this anxiety, right? Because mm. the things that we've been taught are not necessarily true. Mm. A lot of the things that we're taught are not true. Yeah, that's a brilliant transition. Um, I did... Yeah, I'll just, I'm going to have you back on period, but like, maybe I'll save the real estate stuff for another time. Cause I do want to talk about it. I am interested in it myself and I know my listeners would be too, but as you talk about how we're, we're taught things as children and like, like programmed to think and act and operate in a certain way. And it's not always like the truth when it comes to, you know, real life or adulthood or whatever you, you want to put it in there. Um, and what do you what would you say is like the number one thing you can list a couple things but like that people that you help now are struggling with when it comes to um reprogramming themselves wow i love that question so i want to hit upon that because right now i think there's an abundance of information around law of attraction or law of manifestation right it's like the new buzzword and mm-hmm. everyone's talking about attraction and you know manifestation and yet so many people are living in high anxiety because they're not attracting or manifesting the life that they want and they actually sit around staring at everybody else and saying i don't understand what am i missing here right And yet the truth of the matter is, it's not more of what we know, it's understanding the programs that operate us. So think about this for a second. We as humans actually receive more information in one day today than most humans received in a full year in the early 1900s. And also think about our education system. There's many good parts to the education system and what we learn, yet it doesn't serve a lot of the children that graduate to give them the skills that they need in order to survive in the world that we live in. And what I mean by that is it's really good for memory or gathering information. You know, Keaton, like look back, right? We have to memorize things, right? Learn things so that we can take the test and regurgitate it and then we forget about it, right? Mm -hmm. So we're really good at gathering information and gathering information. So there are a lot of people out there that's just gathering so much information Yet, I'm sure you're aware of this as well. There's this huge thing called a knowing-doing gap. Mm -hmm. So people are knowing so much more than they've ever known before, but their bodies are doing less than they've ever done before because that gap is so huge. And that gap actually shows in the form of anxiety, fear, right? Depression, procrastination. They're frozen. Mm -hmm. They don't know what to do right? They don't know what to do. And then we find ourselves doing these activities that we're programmed to do that doesn't serve us, which is the hamster wheel that we talk about. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are either living in the hamster wheel or what I call sleepwalking, right? Mm -hmm. Just going through the day to day and then not wondering why we don't feel fulfilled, right? I mean, this entire planet operates under the laws of the universe, And the laws of the universe doesn't work 99% of the times. It works 100% of the times. Yet it's not something we focus on or teach our children or teach the masses, right? Mm -hmm. And there's one law of the universe that I want to focus on, which I think is so, so, so important. And it's the law of vibration. 
law of vibration just states that everything on this entire planet is in constant motion, right? Whether it's my mouse here, whether it's my coffee mug, if we look under a microscope, we will see that these little cells and molecules are bouncing at a rapid speed to actually make this solid feel that we're feeling, right? Mm -hmm. But again, uh, everything has a different speed and rate that it, it, it moves at. But that's us as well as humans. We have a law of vibration. And depending on what we feel and that vibration we're on actually opens up the frequency that we're on. Mm-hmm. And the frequency that we're on is what we're consistently attracting, 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 attracting. Mm. There's, um, there's, you can probably YouTube this. There's videos of like sand, right? They put it on like a, a metal sheet and they'll play like different music, like frequency waves and stuff. And you'll see this, sh- the sand attracted in certain patterns and shift and pull and, and move away. And then you change the frequency and they start making a new design, but it's like, oh, it's all beautiful. Right. So I always think about that as like these little grains of sand, depending on what frequency is happening is like pulling towards other ones at different points and stuff. Um, and I, I, you already know, I'm like hundred percent in this. I, I, I know it's true. I see it happen everywhere. Um, but I want to address the people who are listening. What if they're saying, like, what do you say to someone who's just like, you know, that's just like woo woo. It's BS, this like law of attraction. It's you can't just think about what you want. And it comes like, what would you tell someone who's like thinking that? I will tell them I was there. (laughs) (laughs) We've all been there, right? We've all been there wondering like, how do all those people get what they want? Like, it doesn't even make sense. And then we have these like assumptions that we make for people that are living these amazing, happy lives, right? Mm -hmm. We create stories. Oh, you know what? They must have received inheritance. Oh, their parents just gave them everything, right? Like we create these stories, but the truth of the matter is, and this is something to think about. Our environment is everything, right? Our environment. And when they say you are the sum of the five people that you hang around, it is so true. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily because of their speaking or their actions. It's actually their thought vibrations. Mm. It's the vibrations that they live on that allows you to either gravitate or not, right? Or not. And really, I want people to kind of take a look and and think about it. This is an amazing thing too, especially if anybody that's in real estate knows this. A lot of realtors will say, oh my gosh, when I go on vacation, that damn phone doesn't stop ringing, right? How many real estate agents do you know that says that when they go on vacation, they're on the phone all the time? Well, it's because when they're on vacation, they feel good. So the universe actually knows everything that you desire by the way you respond to every person, experience, and things. It knows. Right. So as you increase your vibration, which is in the form of a vacation, all of a sudden you start receiving those things. (laughs) Right. So it's not a coincidence. Your phone rings all the time when you're on vacation. And then think about this as well. When you're prepping for that vacation, whether you're in real estate or not, when you're prepping for that vacation, you're so excited to go. You can spill coffee. You can hear about bad news, but does it even affect you? Mm. No. No, you're so focused on going on vacation and having a good time. Yep. Right. But let's say you're not, and you're going to your mundane job at nine to five, that whatever that cycle is, and you don't want to go and you spill that cup of coffee. How does it make you feel? Pissed. 
Right. Right. And then what happens after that? You get stuck in a traffic jam. Then how does that yeah. make you feel? Mm-hmm. Yep. And worse and worse and worse. And then it's a spiral. Yep. Without a doubt. Um, you know, I, my favorite thing I have, I haven't heard you say it, but um, maybe I'm, I'm also not in your TIR, but like Brian's uh, goes through like the masses thinking the typical masses thinking in the in the one percent and it's my favorite thing like i would like if you guys are like if you're not driving and you're listening to this like if you took out a piece of paper and drew a circle and then at the top like at 12 o'clock you put like thoughts and then um then emotions at like three o'clock right and then those emotions create your behaviors and then that's at, at six o'clock and then at uh nine o'clock you'll put uh results oh. right um but most people think about the results like the the foreclosure their bank account what's in their bank account um the job that they're living or they're like working at right now and then that creates their thoughts to be negative or positive in, in either direction but let's say they went negative then they have negative emotions which create negative behaviors then they get more negative results it's a big circle but if you turn it on the side and you, you start with new thoughts right that's why you, when you're talking about the, the cup of coffee, the traffic jam and stuff, like I catch, I catch that. I'm a human too. Like that happens to me all the time. Like things will, I, I see it happening. I see the pattern. And I'm like, whoop, what am I thinking about? Because <laughs> I need to change my thoughts so that I can have new emotions. Then I can have new behaviors or create, create new results. So yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. It, I, there's one thing like if people could just realize that. That if you could just control this one thing, you can control your thoughts, you control the rest, know. you know? It's just- so it's so amazing that you say that because logic can make you think, mm-hmm. but it's our emotions that make us act. Yep. And that's exactly the reality of it all. That's exactly the reality of, the reality of it all. And yet I don't want anybody like, this is the thing, as we go through this personal development journey and as you make a commitment, I don't want anybody having regrets or like feeling bad about themselves. Like at the end of the day, no one had access to this information. So please, if you're listening and you're like, I'm in that cycle, please, please, please do not be mad at yourself. Do yep. not. First and foremost, <laughs> love on yourself, right? Love on mm-hmm. yourself and have gratitude for coming across this information where you now have the ability to be aware and then make a conscious decision. Because mm. we do not create our future, but it's our decisions and our habits that do. Right. And I want all of us to remember this. The diagram that you're speaking of is so simply interpreted by the way that we're taught. And what I mean by that, think about what we're taught to think and see, believe, right? We've been taught with our sensory factors. Look with our eyes, smell with our nose, hear with our ears, right? Taste with our mouth and touch with our skin or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then that those sensory factors now interpret into our brain what we think right right Mm -hmm. which causes our body to go act in whatever way well we've been taught that way and programmed that way for generations upon generations upon generations Mm -hmm. right but the reality of it is just like you talked about it's our intellectual factors it's about the inside and what i mean by that if we can go inside and increase the way that we feel right using our intellectual factors, such as reasoning, memory, perspective, right? Um, All of these intellectual factors that we're born with, our intuition, our perspective, right? And we can go inside and increase our vibration and just focus on feeling better Then the way that we see, the way that we hear, the way that we smell, the way that we taste and we touch 
all starts to change. But I go back to this. Ooh, that's so good. <laughs> One thing I want to add, it's so easy to understand, right? So I think a lot of people may understand it at a conscious level, but in order to experience that world, it has to be in the subconscious level. So it has to become a program. It has to become part of you. It has to be cellular, mm. right? So many people understand it at the conscious level, but the biggest reason why it doesn't show up in results is because understanding is just not enough. It's the paradigm, it's the programming in our subconscious level that's going to create the reality that we get to experience. Yeah. Um, so then that you know, it sparks a question, right? How do you change the subconscious level? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, so it's really easy. This is where like the knowing doing gap comes in, right? Like, it's really easy to know that if you're on a diet, you shouldn't eat that piece of cake. But Thanksgiving comes around, desserts come out, you grab that piece of pie and you put an extra scoop of whipped cream on it, even though you know that's not what you should do, right? Mm. So like, what you're saying is like we need to address the subconscious part but then i mean most people and i'm still working on figuring out how to do this really effectively um try to fix the subconscious or like how do you change the subconscious so that you do what you know you need to do so i believe there's actually three ways okay three ways number one i believe in miracles as well Okay. And what I mean by that, if we have an open mind and an open heart, all of a sudden something could happen where all of a sudden it changes the way you look at things. You might just get this feeling inside of you changing at a very cellular level. Okay. And I've known a lot of people that actually experience like that. All of a sudden they receive messages or they go through an experience and they're like, whoa, it completely changed who I am. Mm. Now, the reason why I call it a miracle is because it's not, it doesn't happen as frequently, right? I'm just going to put it out there. The second thing is a massive emotional impact, right? Whether something amazing happens emotionally or something devastating happens emotionally. Right. And most of the times it's usually devastating, right? Because mm -hmm. people run away from pain, right? right? More than run towards pleasure. So with that said, you know, like for example, when, when mothers have a baby, right? It's an amazing emotional impact for the most part. And that changes the way the behaviors are done. Because in order to change in our subconscious mind, it has to be a program or a habit. Right? right? So therefore, some massive emotional impact. Now, the third way, the third way, which is the most common in a way that you can actually do it mechanically, is mm -hmm. just space repetition over time. Meaning doing the same thing over and over and over again. Like I say this to people all the time, Kim, because when they say space repetition, they're like, what do you mean by that? Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? What do you mean by space repetition? Well, think about this. When we were babies, when we started to learn how to walk, do we just take one step once a week? No. We got up over and over and over again. Now, would we be able to walk really well if we just focused on walking just one day and never thought it about again? Like I'm repeating it in one day, but I never thought about it again. Will we be able to walk the way we do? No. Mm -hmm. But it's focusing on it every single day consistently that it becomes a habit. Right. Same right. thing with cooking, driving. We don't just do it once and all of a sudden get it. It's space repetition. It's doing it consistently over and over and over and over again. And that becomes a program or a habit that's stored in our subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. 
The other thing I want to hit upon, which we can go there. There's, my mission is this, my mission and purpose. Super simple. My mission and purpose in life is to teach as many people that are ready to learn about energy and paradigms because everything on this planet is all energy. Everything is energy. Even beyond this planet, everything is energy. And number two, paradigms, programming. And the reason why I believe they have to go hand in hand, because we can fully understand energy, but if we don't have the right programming in our minds, it can reverse everything. Everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's like a thermostat, right? It's probably programmed to uh, keep the room a certain temperature. It goes too high. It brings it back down with some AC. Goes too low, kicks on the heat, right? Right. Like think of all the people that go to massive big conferences that get energized. They're energized. They're ready to tackle the world. And they come and they implement two, three, four days in a row. And then after that, their old programs kick back in. Yep. All of no us matter how bad they want it, right? No matter how bad they know it. So um, I just like, Yun's over here holding the keys to the kingdom. She has a step-by-step -step workbook. This is why I brought her on too. Like, and everyone who listens to the podcast regularly knows this. I do not pitch people who come on the podcast. I don't tell anyone to go work with them. I might tell you to follow them. But one, Yun is one of the few people that I'll have on this podcast. And I'm saying you need to go reach out to her because she'll change your life. <laughs> like I've seen it firsthand. I've seen it secondhand with my wife. It's like, I'm like tearing up thinking about it. It's so amazing what you can do. Um, and she'll prove to you that it's not woo-woo either. It's like, it's like, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, just look at her and her results. And then the people that is around her and their results. It's just, it's unquestionable. Um, so she, she's holding the keys to the kingdom. All you have to do is ask for them and she'll just give them over to you. So it's like, just have a conversation with Yun. I mean, um, I, we run her social medias, so you can check her out on social media and stuff. And I'm sure if she doesn't answer, someone on my team will connect you with her. And, um, and like I said, I have my clients come on these meetings and I don't promote them either. Like I, I'm promoting Yun because I believe in her and what she is doing for the world. So like, just do yourself a favor, <laughs> have a conversation with her. It's, she's, it's an absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, absolutely you, incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much. And for all the listeners out there, that's something that I want to add. Simple and easy. I promise you, it's not difficult, right? The no. more that we keep saying it's challenging and difficult, it, it, we make it so, but it's not. I promise you, I promise you, the journey is so simple and easy. And this entire planet is literally your playground for you to discover your magic inside and live the life that you were meant to live. That's mm -hmm. it. Yep. Yeah. If you are struggling with something, a decision, something happened, like she's guided me through some like really, really difficult decisions. You know what I mean? Uh, actually, we were down in Nashville at this mastermind where like I I met her once before, but we really connected down there, which was nice with her and her husband, Matt. And um, I was, I was stuck on this decision. I didn't know, you know, which way to go. And um, it, it was really heavy. I don't know if you ever sit with a decision and you're just like, oh. just like the indecision is heavy. It like, feels very tough. Like, and I didn't even make a decision yet, but I go over there and I, I ask, like, what, what do you do if like, you're not sure you want to go one way, but your gut's telling you to go the other way. And she goes, Keaton, 
whatever decision you make will be the right decision and that instant like just my like <laughs> uh it felt like something i didn't even know was on my chest like just felt lifted i was like oh my god i'm free now i can make a decision and know that it's going to be right and i'm like and it and it was and it is um so it it's so 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 cool um just like a quick little story with my fiance chelsea she um she works with young with uh tir and chelsea's been I mean, we've been together like seven, eight years, and she she's always talked about starting on this nonprofit organization to bring uh, it, medical supplies to Africa, specifically where she studied when she studied abroad in college. And she, it's always been something she wanted to do or dreamt of doing or, or X, Y, and Z. <laughs> I think, what, what has it been? Two, three months she's been talking to you again? Um she's organized she has a board of directors she has funding she has a lawyer she like she doesn't work in anyway she's she just does this nonprofit, and it's with like this very simple and easy things that young have taught and it's, it's so amazing to watch she's just a happier person she she's wonderful like just everything shifts you shift the inside your outside changes all around you so it's it's, it's really really it feels like magic, but it's not. You know what I mean? Um, it's really, really cool. Or it is, however you want to look at it. Um, but, Yon, I want to tell you something that happened to me yesterday. Yes, okay. Um, so I I went to go grab ramen with a buddy uh, I've known for years and years and years, but kind of disconnected over time. Um, and he, he was just talking about like where he's at right now. He, he has like a nine to five job. He hates it. It makes him feel miserable. He's been doing it for years now. Um, he makes okay money, decent money, but he's just like, doesn't feel fulfilled or anything. And um, not even just fulfilled. He's just, like, he's just, like miserable. Like he, he hates having to go in. He dreams. He's like tried little, I don't want to say little, but like side hustles. He made $10,000 a year selling like uh, mushrooms, not the magic kind or nothing, but like, he went to farmers markets and sold uh, mushrooms that he cultivated and he, he really wanted to go after that. And it was so cool being able to give him like the, the just one simple thing to do. Like it was just so amazing to be sitting next to him eating ramen. I mean, like um, he's like, I know I want something else. I know I want more, but I don't know what I'm like, all right, this is easy. This is, this is easy. Right. Like go sit, go home a couple hours sit and do nothing and just think about what you really want like 10 years from now what do you really want like and then there's no money there's no time constraints there's no nothing holding you back Leon's <laughs> laughing because she said the same thing to me <laughs> but yeah I'm like just go write down everything that you really want just make it like a like a, sh a wish list right and then ask yourself like what does a perfect day look like for you you know what i mean like and what would you do how would you, what, when would you wake up what would you do when you wake up what, like what would you have for like you know just everything what would you have for breakfast all that type of stuff and um who are you spending your day with everything like just go figure that out write it down with that without worry like and i told him like listen here's the only rule if you know how to get it right now it's not big enough that's the only thing but then figure out that that fantasy and then like it's amazing how um, we're like a, a self-guiding missile 
Like as long as we know what our target is, if we get off track, we just recalibrate. We might recalibrate too far, but then we'll realize it and we go back. But as long as we hold that and we go to it. And he's like, he, he texted me this morning. He's like, I'm so glad I reconnected with you. I, like it's a, that. Thank you so much for your advice. You know, it, and I, I know that that one little thing. It's not, it's not hard. It's not hard. <laughs> Listen, you just gave someone permission to dream again. Yeah. And remember, like all of our childhood fantasies and those things that we desired as kids is what we're meant to be living, literally, right? Yet there's so much trauma in humans right now. And that trauma goes further deep than what we are aware of, right? And that's exactly where I I just go back and, and can't, I'm like that story just warms my heart because like I told you when, when I met you, right? You are a beacon of light. And the more that you grow, that ripple effect that you make, right? That ripple effect. And that's what it's all about. Every single human on this planet is born with a genius that no one else can replace. And I'm a huge believer in this, right? The reason why a lot of times they don't have the ability to discover is because no one believed in them. They never had an environment where someone actually believed in them. Like, think about that. Mm. That's what makes my mission so big because at the end of the day, I will help. And if it's not me, like find somebody that you believe in that can help you. I love to help everybody. So at the end of the day, I would love to be able to help you. But I also know I'm not for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. But seriously, right? The ability to see something in others that they themselves cannot see is one of the greatest gifts you can give to someone else, right? Just believing in someone and understand this because this is the truth and this is part of the laws of the universe, a person cannot get a thought or a desire in their heart that they're not capable of accomplishing or achieving. Think about that. We cannot see something or dream about something or want something that we're not capable of obtaining or holding in our hands or experiencing. This entire world is a reflection of our insides. And when we focus on our insides to self-discover more of who we are and what we are, we get to experience the greatest life ever, but it goes further beyond that. When we allow every single human to really go after their dreams and their fantasies and live that life that they're meant to deserve, it helps humankind as a whole, as a whole. And I share this thought, Kian, when you buy your first private jet, <laughs> that leather seat on that private jet, yeah. right? Think about how many mouths that leather seat just filled mm -hmm. all the way down to the people that had to make the leather seat all the way down to the farmers, the people that actually created the fence for the farmers, right? Mm. Like think about that one thing. So remember this too, we as humans have been marketed in lack and fear, right? They believe that if we feel lack or fear, they control us so that we have to do whatever it is that they're marketing us for. But that's not the truth. The truth of the matter is we live on a planet that's filled with abundance and a magical planet where thoughts become things and that we're magical beings on this amazing planet meant to express fully. Like that's the thing is I see this world where we can provide environments and communities for everyone to express so that they discover more of their desires of who they are, what they are, what they want to experience with no judgment to others, mm. right? The only reason why the things that we don't like show up is just to teach us more of the things that we do like.
but allow other people to enjoy what they enjoy and focus on what it is that we want so that we increase our vibration and create the reality that we're meant to live. And that's literally how mankind rises. That's why we as a whole, that's how we as a whole live better and better mm. and better. Mm. Mm. Oh my God. So I, I do these questions at the end of every podcast. Um, I sort of just want to end there. Maybe I'll chop it up. I don't normally edit these videos, but I might end there. Um, but for the sake of just being and in, having integrity and saying what I do uh, with every podcast, I ask three questions. Number one, it's easy. What's one book everyone should read? Ooh, there's so many amazing books. Yes, right? there is. Amazing books. Wow. Everybody will reverse back to Think and Grow Rich because I do believe that's the Bible. However, um, one book that I think represents a lot of it, pretty much most of it, but in a very, very simple read, is The Science of Getting Rich. Mm -hmm. And it really talks about how it's our duty to become the richest as possible and how that creates opportunities for everyone. So I'm going to say Science of Getting Rich. Awesome. I love that book. It's super short, too. Exactly. It's like a, really it's like a, yeah, it's like a smaller version of thinking of real rich with like direct points. I'm like wondering, I might have it on my shelf over here. Uh, I think I have like a leather bound copy. Brian sent me this cool, but um, the next question, a little bit deeper, uh, but it's a fun one. I like this one. Um, you get to go back in time, um, to a younger version of yourself. Okay. So the question is, what age would you go back to? And then when you get there, you can only say three sentences and then you disappear. Your younger version knows it's you. You know, so like younger version knows it can trust you, right? Um, and you get to say three sentences and then you're gone. So what age would you go back to? What are the three sentences? And then... Uh, I leave it up to you if you want to say uh, why afterwards. Um, sometimes it's like really beautiful just like having it be the three sentences. And other times it's nice to go into detail. I leave that up to you. I drag on this little bit here so you can think a little bit while I talk. <laughs> but um, it's really, I'm strict. You, it's only three sentences. Bang, bang, bang. And then afterwards you can say why. So what age and what are the three sentences? I go back to age 13. Um, and it's when I went through, I'm just going to share very quickly. It's when I had a very massive difficult time because I was betrayed by a very close friend and my world came down on me, not because of the friend disappointing me, but because I disappointed my family and what they did. And I went into a massive depression for about six to nine months where I had more, even more health issues, but I would go back to that 13 year old girl and just thank her. I would thank her for the suffering. I would thank her for making the decision to not let the outside world affect her. And I would thank her for loving mankind. Mm. Three things. Mm -hmm. And I say that, I know you said you don't need to go into the why, but knowing what I know now and watching all the dots correct, connect itself, we as humans are all energy as well. 
And there's certain things that I actually made a decision upon at age 13 that I wasn't even aware of that literally guided me to becoming who I am today. And one of that big decision was literally that I wasn't going to allow outside factors to impact me because during that time, I realized the people that I hurt the most was myself and the people that love me. So ever since then, I've been watching angel numbers. So talk about 30 years, I've been making the same wish over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that one wish was very simple. I hope everybody that I knows is happy, healthy, and successful. So knowing what I know t- now today, that's the reason why the people that I connect with. <laughs> yeah, it's have- wild. Yeah, if you guys knew young, oh my God. <laughs> like- I love people. Yeah, I love people. I believe mm-hmm. in them. I believe everybody deserves a chance. And I'm also a huge believer. Not one person is better than the other. We all need the entire balance of it all for the world to exist in the way that it does. Mm. Mm. <sighs> Powerful question. One more. I don't even want to, I want, I want to change this question on my podcast. I don't know, have a, uh, I don't have one in mind yet to change it to, but, uh, what's the biggest regret that you have in your life? Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is like, this is your opportunity to save someone for, from a, uh, a mistake or potentially having a regret. I always try and keep in mind, like, when I'm in, on my deathbed, what am I really going to care about? Right? You know what I mean? I don't want to have regrets like that are really heavy when I'm older. So, or like, or at this age, at any age. So, I, I, that's why I have this question. I don't like the energy around it, but <laughs> um, I, I do think it can be helpful. Well, first and foremost, right? I want to say that I live with zero regrets. And the reason why is because all the struggles and the challenges that I was dealt with and the poor decisions that I made, because I made a a handful of poor decisions, a good handful at that. (laughs) But it taught me so many lessons as to who I became and who I am. And really, I'm so grateful for the life that I get to live with my husband, my friends, my kids, my family, everyone, that if I changed one thing, right, I wouldn't change that for the world of what I get to experience now, Mm. right? Yet if I was able to go back, and it's not a regret, it was wish like I had, I really wish I had this information before I was pregnant with the kids. Mm. Really wish I had this information before I was pregnant with our kids. Yeah. Because programming is real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I would say like, Everyone I talk to who who knows this stuff is like that's like the number one thing. And the same thing with me. I mean, yeah, I wish I had it sooner too. <laughs> it's like yeah, everyone just wishes they had it sooner. Um, but I think it brings powerful. us to how much gratitude we have for actually coming across this information and being connected to the people that we get to be connected to. Yes. Yeah. I said that to Chelsea. I was like, I'm so grateful for the life that we get to live and the people that we get to live it with, right? Mm -hmm. And our world is abundant. So we're ready for more and more people to join the world because it's real. We're all connected as one, and who you're connected with absolutely matters. Mm. All right, guys. Go follow her on social media. 
at Yunree, R-H-E-E. You're probably, she's probably the only one you're going to find uh, on Instagram. Uh, it's Y-U-N-Ree. We'll tag it on on the comments and all that type of stuff. I also want to thank you guys very much. If you're here, that means you listen to the whole podcast. Like that I truly means the world to me. I hope it helps you. That's why I'm doing it. I like literally don't want to sell anything to you guys. Um, it helped me, like I said in the beginning of the podcast. If you guys could do me one favor, though, if you do have the time and you're not driving around, leave a review and uh, share this out. Because even if this one's like not for you, maybe you, you know it's not for you, but like you probably know someone this could like totally change their life. So uh, I would truly appreciate that. And until next time, thanks.